I am drinking a Scotch ale, magnificent bastard Scotch ale. Uh, okay, nine point two percent alcohol by volume. Ooh, yeah. so you will be fun, Randy. Oh, but... I'm gonna be fun, Randall. Yeah, uh, we're drinking a little ninety-two uh, proof <laughs> rye Ooh, with nice. uh, some peach juice. Let's bring up Last Take... of Us again. Let's get into another fight. Yeah, let's do it. I love that too. Let's go. <laughs> That's good. Let's bring it. it was Last great. of Us, the worst of us. Whoa. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode number 34, and my name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Hey everybody. DJ Mandolini. Yo. And John Hines. Hello, hello. And we are back again, and we're back to talk about a bunch of new-ish, new yeah. releases on certain systems, new new video games for a change. Or That's not for right. a change, we do it every once in a while. But, uh, <laughs> <try>. but, uh, <laughs> yeah, we try to stay relevant a little bit. A little bit. But, uh, it's hard. Yeah. But anyways, uh, <laughs> wow, the tone shit, like, this is like, oh, well, I'm always wanting guys, to dig through my backlog, you know, hard. we it's do like our best I, for you. Know, yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. It is. But, uh, but for once we're, uh, we're all on the same page and, uh, we're super excited to get the new Shovel Knight, the final Shovel Knight DLC, yeah. free DLC package or campaign, I guess, uh, the King of Cards campaign. Um, I personally have only played through completely. I played through the original Shovel Knight campaign and then just a little bit of Plague Knight. But how, what's everyone else's experience with the Shovel Knight franchise? Why don't we just start with uh, Randall since yeah. John's pointing at him? Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> good audio. So, yeah, for me, uh, played through the original Shovel Knight. I uh, actually was a Kickstarter backer of the original Ooh. Shovel Knight. So I've still got thank like you, the Randall. NES replica <laughs> yeah, box thank you. and other stuff along with it, along with the manual. So I'm like, oh, this is sweet. And then nice. for yeah. what, uh, what system, what console? Uh, Wii U at that point. Yeah. Nice. So, and then I, I did end up getting it on 3DS and then I ended up getting the treasure trove on Switch because I just wanted to own the full package physically just because that's what I do, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But then I, I played some Plague Knight. Uh, definitely a little bit uh, higher learning curve there to get used to how Plague Knight For sure. played. For sure. Um, and then a little bit of Spectre Knight. Um, and then with King of Cards, I'm in the kind of beginning of the second world, I would say. Nice. And I guess I should say, yeah, I was able to complete uh, King of Cards. But what about you, DJ? You probably have the most Shovel Knight experience out of us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I also got it for the Wii U uh, back when it came out. And, you know, when I did Shovel Knight original and Plague Knight, I was a bit of a completionist with those two. Yeah. So I went Unlike for now. Dude, I, it's, I'm way better than I was. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a difference. I can tell. Um. But yeah, I, I went for all the feats and all the challenges and I, I, I did them and <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> which these include like beat the game without dying, yeah. beat the game in oh, under an hour shit. and a half, uh, yeah. beat like all kinds of crazy shit. But yeah. anyways, uh, when I did Spectre Night, when it came out, uh, I was just like, I'm just going to beat this. Maybe I'll come back to it and do the feats or whatever. And I just never got around to it. So I broke the habit. <laughs> uh and then with yeah king of cards now just went through the whole thing 
did challenge mode. I think I I may try to hundred percent. I might try to hundred percent the whole freaking <laughs> the, the whole gauntlet. the whole series. Damn. Yeah. Well, because like I mean I, I it's the only reason I'm keeping my Wii U is for shovel because <laughs> I'm a cheap fuck. But it, it, it's not just like having to rebuy it. It's like I want to potentially have that like completed file where with like every single feed completed and you're saying you get like a little metal next to the file name or whatever so like it you know i I want that to be a sucker yeah i want i want that little little badge of honor and then i'll sell that shit (laughs) sell sell your wii u for a premium yeah yeah so you Um, so you update you only bought it on wii u and you updated it Mm -hmm. fully so we really did like yeah we're digging through the ages this whole game yeah why don't you take it away next john because you're playing on a a handheld system but yeah (laughs) yeah i bought the game when it first came out on 3ds and i beat uh shovel knight uh, I played like a new game plus on shovel, the original Shovel Knight mode. Uh, I beat it on Plague Knight and then Spectre Knight. I apparently only got like, I think, 80 percent of the way through. I'd never beat it. Uh, and then I've also just barely started King of Cards. Like I haven't gotten too far. I've gotten maybe like a almost to the end of like the first world surprised you didn't finish specter knight i know well i I actually i really loved plague knight i think that was probably my favorite mechanics yeah in terms of like it took a minute like you said like to get used to but it was like it felt great when you would like you're kind of like using bombs to like blow up and launch yourself as like a almost like a second jump or not a second jump but like a long jump or a high jump it took a little bit Yeah, yeah 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 It took me a little bit to get used to the controls in King of Cards, but like I've I've also really enjoyed the way that that controls. It up. takes a sec, but you and it's it's such I I think it's incredible like how each one really does control completely differently, but like you still kind of have that you know sense of like there like it doesn't like the jump mechanics may be different or like the like combo mechanics may be different, but there's like still just like, they feel like completely different games, even if they are within like the same world. Yeah. I almost feel like King Knight is like a, like a better version of Shovel Knight. Yeah. Like, I mean, Cause like with Shovel Knight his main appeal is like, you know, that bouncing and mm-hmm. like, uh, King Knight has that, but also with like a midair dash that you can use yeah. basically. So. Shovel Knight great. is basically the most basic yeah. control scheme out of all of them. For sure. That's true. Yeah, which it's been a while since I played that, but yeah, it feels like it's more of like you just have like a standard jump, you have like your Scrooge McDuck, uh, you know, pogo stick attack, <laughs> and then you have your just dig attack, right? Is that, and then you get like your different abilities and stuff, and uh, but like your main abilities, yeah. But King Knight, it just like it almost encourages like. I want to say I'm like speed running these levels, but because you have that like dash, you're almost like encouraged to like, okay, I can jump to this closest, this next closest platform, but I can easily like clear that and dash over the bigger gap and like kind of save some time. And you can even like tap dash again midair and do like a quick roll. So you're almost like you're rolling through the dash. You don't have that quick pause at the end of it. Um, but yeah, I, I just love the way he feels to like, and basically you're, you have like a shoulder check and then you're able to shoulder check into a wall or an enemy like Wario like spin move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good bite. I hadn't even thought of that, but yeah. And yep. then you kind of do, you can chain that into like a spin jump. Um, but I really like how the levels are laid out, you know, with like 
certain walls you can't bounce off of and yep. certain walls you can. Yeah. Um, find, finding out like the, with the grass growing on a wall meant that like you couldn't bounce off it. Like as soon as I figured that out, I was like, Oh God, that's why I love this series. Yes. Yeah, and like, it's, it's so, such genius. And it's yep. so clever. Like just the way they do it, like later levels where you're like in a castle, it's like a banner, like draped over the wall or like, it's just, everything's just the, the game is like, you know, it's eight bit pixel art, essentially definitely upgraded from like what an NES could do, yeah. but not too far from it. But like, I mean, it, all of these packages, again, I haven't played Plague Knight and, and Spectre Knight a ton, but they are just some of the most polished, like indie retro inspired games ever. I mean, they're, sure. they're really up there at the top tier for me. I, I've, I'm ha- I had so much fun playing King Knight. Um, and my memories of Shovel Knight, even though they're not like as strong of like, I don't remember all the different details Those of five it, but year I, old <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you're still but, getting uh, free DLC in 2019. Right. It's nuts. It's and wild. that's, and it, and it is worth mentioning too, that you can buy the King of Cards campaign separately for 10 bucks. You yeah. can also buy the Spectre Knight campaign for 10 bucks. I don't think you can buy Plague Knight separately or the Shovel Knight separately. I think you can only buy the Treasure Trove. That might be uh, right. to get those, but yeah. I, I could be wrong about that. But at least on the Switch, I think it's those. And then yeah. I guess we should also mention, uh, uh, not that this is not that we're done talking about King of Cards, but like there's also that Shovel Knight Showdown that just got added to the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove uh, package, oh, which is like the multiplayer versus. Right. Um, it's on like right in the main menu. There's showdown. Me and DJ played a couple rounds and it was pretty fun. It's mostly just like collecting gems. It's like up to four players and collect gems and like a time limit and kill each other. And it was it was like Smash Brothers, essentially. But it's with- cute how like, you know, when when you die, it's like you drop the gems, like you drop your gold during the game. So the other person can pick up your gems. And- yeah, like okay. it almost plays more similarly to like a combination of like Smash Brothers and then just straight up like the original like Mario Brothers versus arcade game. Like yeah. it kind of feels okay. similar to that. Um, but you get to play as like Shield Knight and Propeller Knight oh, that's and cool. uh, a Polar, bunch of the other characters. Polar Knight. Polar Knight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that, that was pretty cool. We, we we didn't really play enough to really have much of an impression other than it was fun playing two players. And I can only imagine it would have been more fun playing with up to four. So. Right. But back to back to King of Cards. Uh, one thing I will say, there's another <laughs> element of this game, which is the Joustus card games. Which uh, I was very thankful that I did not need to play those. I played the uh, <laughs> tutorial Joustus battle, and I have not played one more uh, battle since then. Um, they're just not that interesting to me. I, I didn't like the way the input worked with Which like. I don't understand at all. Well, like, you it's, just like it's so simple. But you just have to like. It's just tedious, I guess. It's like you have to pick a card. Pick where you want to put it, and then pick the direction you want to place it in. It just those are only it, three it was, steps. Yeah. That's not a yeah. very well, that's three. It's process. three more steps than uh, Slay the Spire takes. So <laughs> I, uh, I'm I'm still hooked on that. So uh, I don't need to be playing any Joustus personally. But I was I was very relieved to see. Which again, it's it's it is does seem like a cool like a DJ. You can talk about it in a minute. But I know it seems like you were kind of thought it was a cool card game. But like I did appreciate though that like okay, if you want 100 percent or you want to go for all the medals or get all the cards all the collectibles you can get you can dig into this card game but if not you can just straight up play the game and totally ignore it which i appreciated yeah well what's really nice too is like you know getting all the cards is one of the feats so that's you know i'm a a little tempted uh, (laughs) to get all those cards um but i can't remember at what point but once you make a certain amount of progress with joustus you get uh, an item that'll show you like who's got all of the cards that like you don't have or so like just making that process a lot less painful because 
you know, a, a character can have multiple cards you don't have, and they won't necessarily be playing them in a game because their deck is you know just randomly shuffled. So right, the, the and card you're only that, seeing three at a look, time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So the card you want might not pop up, but it's good to know. Like, okay, I know that this person has this. So okay, that's cool. At yeah. least, yeah. Again, still probably not something I'm personally going to explore, but I think what you might like most is uh, in each of like the Joustus houses, there's like the frog and toad dudes um, and they each have like a Joustus puzzle where yes. it's like try mm-hmm. to it's it's this preset like board um, okay. and it's just like you have one turn, you just get to play one card, play play the card in the way play the correct like card in the solution. correct way yeah right. to win in this one turn okay and I'd, so that yeah. sounds kind of cool yeah, yeah. More, i'd be more into like a puzzle element of that game as but opposed I, to the i guess battles I, I viewed the battles as puzzles yeah i i mean I, like. I i guess i i should i mean i literally only played the tutorial battle i did not even try one more so maybe i just didn't give it a fair shake i mean that that's totally possible but it just it just didn't interest me when i first played it and it, it's cool to me at least that it's a separate part so if i do feel like okay there's like i've i did beat the game i didn't clear ever like a lot of the levels have like a secret path which i appreciate or a secret exit which i really appreciate that it uh, not only signifies like once you find the secret like opening there's like a red arrow pointing to like hey this is a secret path going this way there's a secret exit over here um but also like on the map you can usually see okay there's like a a treasure chest like gem off to the like you can kind of see a red path branching off yeah. the level you're yeah. on or a white path or like a yellow path or whatever uh that signifies kind of the main path um but i, I really appreciate just yeah all the all the interface stuff um i feel a little cheap dj was watching me finish i finished the game earlier today you didn't and like you, didn't you, <laughs> <finish the> game. <laughs> wow. you could so you can buy like different suits and i think you can do that in all the shovel knight games yeah. right like different yeah. suits of yeah. armor but you don't have to wear them kevin you don't have to wear them <laughs> but you can wear them and you can wear one that uh allows you to like if you have enough health if you fall in a pit or if you fall on some spikes your little uh, flying rat buddies will uh, scoop you up and save you and float you to safety. Nice. So I use that mostly in the interest of just saving time. I mean, I can play these levels over and over again and eventually beat them when if they're super tough. I, I didn't find the game to be terribly challenging. I mean, I, I had a I thought the difficulty was just perfectly balanced. Like I felt like I was plowing through when I beat something. I was I felt good about it. I didn't get stuck very many times, but yeah, this game, like none of the games ever hit a point where I felt like I can't beat this. Right. But it always feels satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it has just a perfect balance of like, even just from the get go and like the curve of difficulty just ramps up so smoothly. Like there, I just never hit like a spike where like there's a frustrating mechanic or, and again, maybe that's different in Plague Knight or Spectre Knight. Uh, which try some different things, but I, I doubt that's the case because Yacht Club is has a from everything I've played has a pretty nice track record. They know how to make some video games. Yeah, not card games though. No, hey. I'm, just, <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. I I can't talk shit. I have not even really played it. I do yeah, like the, the time what DJ though. was talking about those puzzle scenarios. Uh, I kind of had a similar experience to Kevin with Justice at first. I'm like, I'm, I'm not so sure about this, and I'm someone that's like 
kind of a sucker for these card-based games, as we'll find out soon. And as we've already talked about with things like Slay the Spire, but... Uh, yeah, and puzzle games for that matter, too. I mean, we yeah. both, we're always talking about puzzle games on the podcast. Oh, totally. So. Yeah, I love puzzle games. But yeah, this didn't grab me at first, the Justice part. But then, yeah, I went into another Justice house because I'm like, yeah, why not? And then let me explore it at the very least. And then went and talked to the frog dude, and he's like, I've got puzzles for you. And then I was sucked in by at least that aspect <laughs> of it. And then it, yeah, just playing those puzzles, I think helped me, helped ingrain the rules of justice to me better where I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll try justice again now. So I haven't done that point. yet, but I will. That's exactly where I'm at where like, I haven't really like internalized the language of the like card game. Yeah. So like the, those puzzles were a kind of gateway for me to like understand. Cause like I would be like, I have beaten like almost everyone in the first Joustus house. And honestly, I don't know how, how I yeah. like <laughs> how I was playing any different than when I was losing. Right. But like, at least when I was doing the puzzles, like I was able to see like, yes, I can understand what I'm doing yep. and like what the like solutions are. Yep. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm still like internalizing that language into like the whole like card games. Like I was never able to do that in final fantasy nine. Like though right. that card game mechanic, I was horrible at and never even touched <laughs> but like i i did like that a little bit more in just because i think that was at least at least when you're first playing and there's you know those only like four playable areas and like i was able to get to like the like nine playable areas so i don't know if it's going to ever get to 16 oh so the table gets bigger it gets oh, it yeah. expands beyond that two by two yes. square yeah. yeah okay there's, there's that was way part of why i was put, okay that was part of why i was put off is like is this every puzzle is just going to be this limited like or every battle no, no. okay that it, okay so most I, of the time there like are three now. gems on the board and okay. if you're able to get if you're able to claim all three at the end that's a gem sweep and instead of taking one of the opponent's cards you get to take three. Ooh. okay so yeah i'm an asshole i should have played i should have because that, that that automatically makes it sound more interesting to me um because it, it does have more of like a a little more of a board game feel than a card game, I, I feel like, because it, yeah. it, it feels a little more tangible than like you're, the you're not just like playing cards, cards like you're yeah. actually physically moving the location of cards on the board. And I think, I don't know, just something about the tedium of the inputs put me off and I, I wrote it off, but maybe I'll uh, try to open those last few exits and uh, win a few card battles. Here. And hey, Kevin, if, uh, if you need the extra assistance... Uh, chester is that the character's name yes chester does give you cheats he yeah he can sell you some cheats if you need them oh okay. i know how I, you like to save time yeah <laughs> i can if i can float with my rats i can uh i can take a few cheat cards yeah. also so. i had never i don't know if it was new to this uh installment in the game or not but like i don't remember seeing chester's like face or portrait sprite next to like his text box in really? previous games because this was the first time i ever realized that he had like a blindfold on or like a mask on i had always like assumed what was like his pixelated mouth was his eyes and that he was wearing just this giant like beer helmet <laughs> in every game that's great <laughs> yeah i guess it's probably worth mentioning just like the humor and like writing in this game is really solid and in the again in the whole series like just really like cute and cheeky and Nice little subtle references like in the end, like outro sequence, there's all like kinds of little details where you're like, oh, that's kind of from that or oh, that's from the first game. Uh, DJ was calling more of those out. I probably would have some of them would have gone past me, but you don't have a good memory. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even from that be beginning moment of like the very last, like when you finish the first level 
and mm-hmm. like the ending is just all of your little like propeller rat buddies like taking you away like as it's soon really as that cool. happened i was like this is why i love this series it's yeah. so charming yeah he it's, grabs it's the, the ring most... to go up in his airship and all like the ticker tape flies out that's just like yep. it's so fine all the little animations and stuff it's great yeah i i feel like uh level layout wise this is the most unique out of all four games i agree just because the fact that there are levels that don't like the levels in the other games typically end with boss battles but they're just straight up levels in this one where it's just get to the end yeah yeah this is maybe the meatiest of all the campaigns i, I could be if, wrong if but you I include know. the card like, oh the with the card game part, for yeah. sure but even still i mean there's a ton of levels there i i, I felt like it was well, the levels are shorter. Like I, I, I don't know how it compares. Ch- like, they're kind of in the perfect. first world. There's only two checkpoints for like. Uh, actually, yeah. mo- most of the levels actually only have the one checkpoint usually in in King in uh, King of Cards. I that's think true. right. But the, I, I would but say shorter. maybe not most, but yeah, yeah. yeah but they're, that's so they're, what I mean. So, I guess is yeah, shorter. Yeah. I guess I wonder. Yeah, lengthwise, how how they compare if you yeah, yeah add them up. But it, I guess it feels like, for example, like. Uh, I don't know, tons of indie games now. Like, I feel like standard price is almost like 20 bucks where like you can pick up King of Cards for 10 bucks and that is like a solid package for $10. Oh, yeah. Like, that is a full-fledged game, I think. Like, I know it's part of this uh, Treasure Trove package, but I feel like all of these games stand as like an on their own as an independent release. And I think like you were saying, DJ, like there's a little more overlap with like the Plague Knight and the Spectre Knight campaigns. Like there's kind of just like, oh, slightly shuffled level layouts and stuff. This seems like it's a full, like just new game and even new zones that I don't recall seeing. Um, There was one zone, I would say, that was a little trouble. Like I had a hard time like distinguishing the visuals where you're in like the laboratory. There's like the potions and the beakers in the background and stuff like it's a lot of neon. And I had a hard time like, what was the background? What's in the foreground? I had a little trouble Mm -hmm. with that level. Mm -hmm. But that's I'd say that's my only gripe about this entire game. I had similar problems near the end of the game. So, I mean, yeah, it's bound to happen, I guess. Yeah. Especially when you're looking with or working with like an eight bit retro style, yeah. so right. And, but it also is pretty ambitious in like how dense like the visuals are. Like oh, they're yeah. not just trying to be like, oh, this is like the level, the ground. Like this is no like you are inhabiting these spaces, and there's so much happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Does anybody have a favorite campaign out of the whole treasure it's trove say, package? Like it would probably you know, be Plague Knight. I Plague think Knight's my favorite story, but like, yeah, I uh, but like gameplay wise it's either specter or king knight i think like i I like the way that they handle the best i love how king the king plays i just like immediately clicked with me i don't know why but just the the flow of it and there's just enough similarity to all the other shovel knight campaigns but it's just spun differently where it's in my muscle memory and i'm like oh yep i know how to play this and it just feels great yeah i'm i think i'm same boat again but i only really having put you know, a significant amount of time into the original Shovel Knight and King of Cards. But yeah, I think King of Cards takes the cake for me from what I've played. But I'm excited to now replay or dig deeper into uh, Plague Knight and then play a little Spectre Knight, too, because I really like the like fluidity of motion uh, with like the slashing mechanic. with Spectre Knight, that seems really awesome. So cool. Well, I think we can wrap up the Shovel Knight conversation there. And uh, why don't we toss the ball your way, John, to talk about a little Ashen, which uh, just came out on the Switch. 
Yeah. So I had, I had heard about Ashen, I think a year ago it came out originally, uh, but it just got released on Switch, which is basically how I play every game. If it, As you should. Uh, yep. I, All of us but DJ, uh, I think, are pretty much <laughs> on that bandwagon. So I, I play a lot of games well after their initial release, just because it's the first time that they're put out on a Nintendo console. Right. But Ashen is a uh, third-person action-adventure game, and it's a Souls-like where, you know, you uh, go to ritual stones in this game. They function as bonfires where you go from place to place and, you know, you're making your way through enemies that respawn every time that you go to one of those ritual stones and activate them. And you're gaining scoria in this game, which are the souls or the currency in this game. And you're spending that on upgrades. And actually, when I started playing the game, I was really taken with how uh, almost exactly the same story it is to the original dark souls game <laughs> like i was chosen undead <laughs> <laughs> but it's it is like this whole like post-apocalypse where you know the world is ending and you at least in the dark souls like you have the option to like restart the process all over again and you're or like accepting the like ruling over the the (laughs) apocalypse but the thing that i think really sets apart ashen and what really spoke to me when i initially first heard of the game was that it's more about rebuilding in this apocalypse setting. So the world has ended and everybody's scattered and, you know, there's like roves of bandits that are like going around and attacking people. And there's not really any civilization left, even though there are all these ruins everywhere and there's like tons of people still, but they're all scattered and then they're not centralized. And the very first thing you do is you set up the vagrants rest and then little by little, like you meet new people. And unlike the Souls games where there's a this huge like emphasis on doom and how like <laughs> no matter what you do, like basically every NPC's quest line either ends up with them dead or you killing them. Like in Ashen, it's you bringing them back to this place or even if like you're not bringing them like them finding their own way back to this like hub world. And like finding this solace and rebuilding this community. And like that really spoke to me. I thought that was I I loved that story way more than the Dark Souls story, which like I really enjoyed Dark Souls as a game and as like a mechanic. But I there were so many design choices that were (laughs) incredibly frustrating to me. Yep. And the the sense of uh progression in ashen where there's uh a lot more uh granular i guess uh advancements in the game like not so much in terms of levels there's not like you're not upgrading individual stats like you are in dark souls you basically there is there are no levels in ashen you are gaining health and stamina by completing side quests uh with different people so like you'll meet someone and they're like oh I'm looking for this artifact or this part, like, can you come with me and we'll like hunt down the, these enemies. And as you do that, like you're slowly gaining a little bit more health or a little bit more, uh, stamina, or maybe you find some more scoria that you can upgrade your weapons with instead of like, Oh, I've chosen this class in dark souls and I need to upgrade my intelligence in order to like maximize my damage that I'm doing. But 
Do you choose yeah. classes in Ashen, or is it just the one character no, type? No, it's, it's just the one, which is, I, I kind of... I, I both like and like dislike because I, I one thing that I liked about Dark Souls was that, you know, I was able to like choose like when I played Pyromancer, like I, I was controlling completely different than when I was playing. I don't even remember what I, like my other one that I kind of gave up on was. But, you know, like there are there's really only one. T- there's a one handed weapon, a two handed weapon and a spear. OK. And you have access to those at any time. You can switch between those and like the attacks aren't really varied between that. So it's not like dark souls where, you know, you have axes or you have spears right. or you have rapiers or katanas. Like there isn't really a difference in terms of like attacks that you can do, but the world is incredibly varied and beautiful. Like I think that it's a very cell shaded game. There's mm. not a ton of detail, which is another difference from dark souls, which, you know, has a lot of detail, but it's very like, specific and it's kind of like griminess brown yes <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like one of those games where like the character like i don't even think they have like eyes yeah or anything. No. Like, it's just like a blank face kind of it's it's a cool look i actually when john's mentioned he was playing this i it was available i i did end up splurging and getting an xbox uh one yeah. i don't know if i mentioned that on the podcast or not i don't think so. but i did get that and i switched my game pass subscription from my pc over to my console and john was like hey ashen's on game pass so I downloaded it and I'm, I've mentioned, I think on the podcast before when we talked about Dark Souls, like those kinds of games really aren't for me too much. And uh, in, I guess in my fashion, at least for today, I played the tutorial and I was just like, okay, this game's not for me. I missed uh, that first jump in the tutorial and landed far. I was just like, ah, no, this just isn't for me. But yeah. I do, I do really like the art style a lot. And I really did like when we were over at your place the other day, John, and you were showing like the, the kind of hub world that you were rebuilding and like, oh, this wasn't here. And like, that does seem really cool. I like that aspect of like this, like I always like games when you're like, you're bringing the world back to life or like even something as subtle as like, oh, you clear all these like demons and like, I don't know if if they do it in like a Zelda game, but like all the plants are like rotted out and then like, oh, you kill all the enemies and now like the flowers start blooming. I guess even flower on, on PSN, you know, way back in the day, like had that mechanic of just like, oh, you like activated all the little blossoms in this area now it's like the tree sprouts and comes back to life it's i i just like that effect i guess yeah so and especially like with a thing that i think is really unique with this uh hub world is that like you know usually when it's like oh i found the like smith and now that there's now there's a blacksmith available but like with this there are so many individual steps that like go into it so like it's not just like oh, like there's now this house here. It's like, no, you see the framework go up and then they just put the walls up. And then like, oh, cool. Uh, little by little, as you're like leaving the town and coming back, like it takes like, there are at least like 20 different steps in between. Like you still have access to all of like the upgrades that you do, but like you are really seeing this like town get rebuilt from the ground up. And it's not just like, Oh, there's an entire new building here. Like you are seeing each individual step and it feels great to That's come sweet. back and see a whole new place. Yeah. How much is that scripted to like the timing of the campaign or how much is that? Like, is there some fluidity with that? Like, are you having an impact on how that's shaken out or? So there is a bit of that. Like it, it, you know, a new building will only crop up if you have like a person who's going to be there or who will do that. But like okay. you do have some degree of agency with how like which side quests you're doing 
Like I tend to do every available side quest before like doing the next big dungeon or the next big boss. Yep. Um, Same. But you could like just go and do whatever would unlock the next area and like ignore side quests entirely for like different people. Could you come each- back to them if you wanted to? I believe so. Oh, cool. Like, I, I don't think that there's like even a set like order to do that. Like, yeah. I, I think it's just based on like what they have available. Like, I don't think like, well, like in Dark Souls, like if you don't interact with this NPC during this time, they will be gone forever. Right. Like, I think they're just, it's way more forgiving in that respect. <laughs> DJ's giving a look. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> arguing. I, I, how? I, I'm. I'm curious. What is the combat like in this game? The combat is very simplified. Clunky, like, I would say. I would. Say, <laughs> but I, would, I think Dark Souls is super clunky. Too, I would which say, is in comparison out. to Dark Souls, it's. Uh, I wouldn't say it's smoother, but like I in Dark Souls, I play axes only which is an incredibly deliberate and slow (laughs) 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 because it's a, it's a stun heavy weapon. So like the, it will stop enemies. Like if you land the blow, you can, okay. Yeah. And like, so I will like do a lot of evasion and get to either an enemy's weak point or like stun lock them by attacking them enough times in, with in dark souls. And so like, honestly, the, Combat is very similar to the, uh, like axe mechanic in Dark Souls. So for me, it felt everyone just gets stunned. Yeah, well, not everyone. Like there are, you know, that's also a mechanic. Like there's a stun mechanic. Like a meter. Like this weapon is better at stunning than okay. th- this other weapon. But, uh, yeah, there's not a ton of like I said. Like there's not a lot of variety between between it. So like if I say like was someone who played like with rapiers in dark souls i i don't know i would necessarily enjoy the combat okay um i guess difficulty wise difficulty wise i am having a it's i think it's easier than dark souls um i'm having you know, I'm still running into the whole like, oh, I I'm getting cocky and I think that I'm I'm good <laughs> enough to get into this next area, and then I oh, yeah. turn a corner and then there's just a room full of enemies just beating the shit out of yeah. me. Yeah. So like, it it does a good job of one like keeping the scale going on. Like uh, another thing is like each successive uh, area has been you know putting more enemies with more health, so you can't just like and then but also like not introducing them one at a time so like it's super easy to get overwhelmed so i i think like in that respect it's still pretty good at scaling in the same way that like dark souls does does it do bullshitty things like random boulders that you can't avoid on stairwells there are so few bottomless pits. What do you mean can't compared? avoid? <laughs> yeah. You just have to if know you're not that DJ. they exist ahead of time. Yeah. No, I, there is so l- much less bullshit that is like <laughs> actively antagonistic. Like that is like there are like I will go. There was one area like right before a boss that I was like, you can see the area where the boss is. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to walk straight up to that and walk through a doorway. And like, just a dude just comes with an ax swing, <laughs> just ready for me. And I was like, okay, game. Yeah. You're still kind of a souls like, <laughs> but like the amount of there, there's also a lot more acrobatics or like, uh, even like a, 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 bu- um, a button that is mapped to a jump button. 
like and not like uh oh yeah i'm gonna sprint and then let go of my sprint oh, button and at the end of that you're I'm speaking my language like dark souls so like yeah there's you can't just you know jump over distances with no speed John. you <laughs> <Yeah>. gotta run <laughs> no so there's like climbing mechanics and there's like a lot of platforming that it's it's not you know demanding or like super like twitchy or like precision jumping but there are some areas that are like you know well here's a little gap that you need to make sure that you get over by like timing your jump correctly and like even then it's like usually not over a bottomless pit it's over like a one-story thing that'll do damage to you so like you don't there's not a lot of like instant death things like in dark souls yeah even that jump that i missed in the tutorial like it just kind of like looped me around to the path that i was supposed to be on anyways so Mm -hmm. it wasn't it didn't set me back or anything like that so yeah i shouldn't say the tutorial but the opening sequence or whatever yeah i i i don't i don't disagree with uh you know the the bullshit you have <laughs> asserted um I, and I still really I, like the original dark souls well, and i think i think you should play i know see i think you should play dark souls 3 because i think it does a good way of being like original dark souls but less bullshitty mm-hmm. okay although it is more linear and i know that's not your cup of tea yeah i, I did really like see, that, that. I like this that. Is way that more sounds open. interesting to me it's not as open-ended and i think that you know it is still pretty linear but there are like the areas that you can explore in each successive area are you know still pretty open whereas like i, I think dark souls at least the first one you know there were a lot of different paths that I could go. Like even when I was playing my second playthrough, I like, I remember I like did a couple sequence breaky things and that felt really good. Even though like that just meant I was in an area that I was hideously under level for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, I feel like the like Ashen and dark souls, I mean, yes, they are similar, but like they're also, very different because they're they seem to be striking two very different tones like where ashen is like more of a hopeful tone absolutely and the the despair of dark souls which like (laughs) and and like this yes sounds stupid but i was telling kevin like there is like a certain beauty i find in the despair that dark souls is it's it's putting forth like that that, i will say to its credit like dark souls while it is like very doom and gloom like there is like a point to it it's not like grim dark for the sake of like being like oh man aren't we edgy it's like no it's like you just got to figure this shit out yeah that's what the world is so i i guess i i would be curious to you know look at some of the boss battles or whatever in Ashen because I I do, I am curious about the difficulty because I feel like in a more game that's trying to set a more hopeful tone, my assumption is that the difficulty is going to be less and that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've for the two bosses that I fought, they've been more just like normal enemies that like just have way more health and like way stronger attacks so there's just more emphasis on dodging i th- i found the most difficulty to be with and en- places where you're just being swarmed with enemies or like enemies that like will ignore your like blocks like there i've there's a nice area like very early on that like you can easily skip or like that like has these wraith enemies 
which like the first couple times that you approach them will just disappear until they're a little bit further away. And then the final time that they disappear, like they will just lunge at you. Oh, and, like If you don't oh, have your guard up, like, they will <laughs> pin you down. And like that, that's another thing is that like, if you're pinned, you have like, you usually play with another AI computer so that you're like two people playing like with each other most of the time. And if your AI is, close enough or smart enough sometimes like they can help you with getting pinned there i've had several times where i've been pinned by a wraith and like my companion is just standing over me i'm like dude (laughs) you are watching me die (laughs) but yeah i i've really loved this game and i wholeheartedly enjoy it nice I, i am curious and i guess i was a little just hesitant just based off I, I would like it to be cheaper. It is. It yeah, was on sale for like thirty two, and it was normally like forty. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I do like these kinds of games, and I, I don't think it has to be an either or. You can like both, obviously. But yeah, uh, man, it's just. I think it's worth it, but I know that if you're a guy who waits for those nice big sales, I love a love a big <laughs> sale. <laughs> well, especially when we already have so many other games that we yeah, haven't absolutely. played. I think I don't, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think we all have a decent backlog oh, yeah. of stuff we haven't played that we already own. So for sure. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I guess from one game that kind of had a little bit of a delay, although a little bit longer one. Uh, I, I've been playing a little Jamestown Plus. Uh, which was also just released on the Switch, and I think on across all platforms, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but this was a game that came back, back or came out back in 2011. Yeah, uh, and it was one of those like PC only uh, bullet hell shmups that uh, I just assumed I was never going to get to play, and uh, or I shouldn't say never, but I just never had a PC gaming setup. Never, uh, there's enough games on the consoles that I had. I just didn't, even though I wanted to play it, heard great things. Uh, and it's got like a, you know, a 16 bit, uh, a little more detailed than that, but like a 16 bit retro aesthetic. And I, I just think it's an absolutely beautiful oh, yeah. uh, vertical scrolling shoot 'em up. It has some of the best uh, pixel art I've seen. I, I shouldn't, it's a little bit uh, hyperbole there, a little bit of hyperbole, but at least for uh, it's just beautiful. Though. Yeah, I would agree with it's that. It's really beautiful. detailed. Yeah. And it's like, and it just having that full widescreen and this mode, I don't know if the original game had this, but it does uh, offer up to four players. And, uh, you know, most. Most bullet hell shmups are you're you're mostly looking at the same experience, but uh, the original game had five levels. Uh, this one adds two new levels to the mix and like kind of like a side mission. Um, and then the way this worked is like so I was I played the first three levels, which are uh, unlocked like as you beat each individual level, like you beat the first level, second level unlocks on any difficulty. But after I beat the first three, I was not able to unlock the fourth level until I beat um, all the first three levels on difficult. And then to unlock the fifth level, I have to beat levels one through four on the legendary difficulty, which is even a step beyond that. Jeez. And then uh, for each of these runs, like it's not a roguelike or anything. These are scripted. uh, You know, the, the levels are totally scripted other than getting more difficult with the different settings. But you're earning coins and money. Uh, at the end of each run that you can then use to spend on like buying other ships and you can you can eventually I think unlock like custom ships where you have like a main weapon and then a secondary weapon Um, each character I think there's like eight different ships it seemed like from like the main setting and then I think you can mix and match those like the main shot 
and your special shot. Oh, cool. Which are all kinds of different things. Like some of them, DJ was playing as a character that was like, you could, if the longer you waited, you would have this like huge orb that would like charge in front of you that you could launch, uh, or you could kind of quick fire them, but they were smaller and less powerful. I had kind of like a heavy duty laser beam where my regular shot was a, like a lighter spread shot. And then I do my special and it's like a heavy laser beam that when I hold it down, I'm also moving slower, uh, which I really like uh, in these shmups where I can like kind of fine tune and like weave through some bullets and then let it go and go back to my spread shot. And then John played or actually, I guess we both you both played as a character where you can aim in a different direction with your. So instead of shooting just straight forward, you're able to kind of hold down your special button and then aim this secondary when and honestly your more powerful weapon at in any direction in 360 degrees so you can shoot behind you or off to the side which really came in handy during the boss battles um but yeah i've just been having a blast and i really like that that extra like it's encouraging me to kind of start at a lower difficulty okay i want to push it a little and uh the the multiplayer mode definitely makes things a lot easier because you're able to like scoop up not only you only lose a continue when everyone dies within oh, nice. like a 10 second countdown and then nice. also if anyone dies there's like these revive one little pickups that'll pop up and then if you if somebody's dead and one of us picks those up then someone who's dead will revive instantly oh that's sweet um, so you're kind of like able and they pop up pretty otherwise. frequently yeah and otherwise yeah it's about a 10 second countdown i think i think it increased with the more that you the more deaths maybe because i think it started off with being like seven seconds for me and then like i was i think the worst out of the three of us it ended <laughs> up being like 20 seconds oh i never saw it get that high but i did yeah, see it get above 10 for sure okay <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, it's just a really, really solid, really polished experience. Uh, the the music's great. It's just, you know, typical shoot 'em up fair, but it's nice and bumping. It's got kind of a unique uh, style, too. It's like you're playing in like the 1600s, and I think you're playing as like Sir Walter Raleigh or something like that. But you're also like, on Mars. Yeah, you're on Mars, <laughs> but it's also like colonial Mars. Like, it's really weird. It's bizarre, but it's kind of interesting. And then uh, apparently this like uh, these two extra levels like take place on the moons of Mars that are like just kind of like a side story um but yeah it's 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 just kind of like this alternate history sort of thing but then the other main mechanic is like you have so you as you collect as in most shoot 'em ups you're like as you mow down enemies they kind of drop like gold or they're sort of like these gears it's got a it's definitely got like a steampunk kind of aesthetic a little bit and like they drop these gears and you go and scoop those up and those fill up your uh your like vaunt meter i think it's called uh, maybe that's not what the meter is called, but the mechanic is called vaunt mode. And so once you fill that up all the way, you click uh, the A button and that goes into vaunt mode. And that does like a small like uh, like a diameter, like a radial circle will open around you, clear all the bullets that are in a pretty decently wide range, I would say. Um, and then that meter will start ticking down. But during that, you're doing, I think, like uh, 50 percent more damage and you're getting like 50 percent more points all everything's like you're just getting all kinds of crazy boosts and nice. then as you're mowing down enemies while you're in that mode you can keep scooping up gold which will or the gears or whatever that will keep refilling that meter so you can keep that chain that combo going as long as you can and then you do have once you have the vaunt mode activated you can click it one more time that will put like an x over the meter which won't let you continue to fill it but it will let you do like one more small like bullet clear essentially so it'd just be for like in a pinch of like i'm about to die with my last life i'm gonna use this vaunt so it'll kind of end that combo you have going or that score multiplier but it'll save you it gets you out of a pinch (laughs) it'll save you a life and i do like one of the things that's really cool is like each of these levels like you enter them individually so it's like you get your three credits per level 
Um, and that's that's how you're progressing through the game. So even though it can get pretty tough and like you can ramp up the difficulty and I know you guys were saying it was like, oh, this isn't that hard. But like, again, playing with three players was a di- whole different ball game, And we were only on the third, third difficulty level. out of five. Yeah. So um, it can obviously get much tougher. But I, I was having a really hard time even on like the normal or once I bumped it past the normal mode uh, on single player, I was like, OK, I'm I, I got to the fourth level, but I'm. I have a feeling I might be not stuck, but I'm I'm hitting a wall a little bit, but I'm really enjoying it. I mean, it's just uh, it, it holds up to the reputation that it has, I guess. You know, I I don't know that it has like the legendary status, but it, it's a game that I've been aware about for a long time. And I'm just really excited that I'm finally able to play it and uh, even more excited that it's as good as I hoped it would be. I want to buy it so bad. This, this looks yeah. right up my alley. I actually did play the demo of this at PAX West, I believe, back in 2010. Oh like, sweet! With oh the, Jesus! Yeah, with the devs, and but it was only a PC thing at that point, and I just wasn't that much of a PC guy. I just like loved the way the game looked, so I was attracted to go play it. And I believe at that point they even had four controllers out to play. And nice, I think I accidentally selected the hardest level, which was <laughs> a thing. Um, but even then, I was like, <laughs> man, I'm I'm like blown away by this game. Like, I hope it comes to a console that I own and. In 2019, here we are. So uh, <laughs> I, I will be yeah. buying this at some point here soon. Yeah, I did my usual thing where like I think it's like 18 bucks or something, but they had it like a discount pre-order for uh, it was only 15. You know, it was only a few bucks off. But yeah. I was like, man, I've I have wanted this game for so long. I'm just gonna spring and buy it. And I'm really glad I did. I'm I have a feeling I'm just gonna kind of chip away at this one. I get. Shoot 'em ups are so hit and miss for me. Like sometimes they just really grab me and I love them. And then sometimes I'm just kind of like, eh, it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, like Super High Dora, I had a really good time playing that when we talked about it, I think last week, maybe yeah. two weeks ago. But uh I it didn't grab me like this one is. This one's okay. really like I'm I'm into this game. Like it is a it is a really cool game. Um, and again, that's nothing to take away from Super High Dora, but it just this this feels like a little more of a complete package. I Do you guess. think it's also because you prefer vertical to horizontal shmups? It, that might be a little bit, and I do like like all the different ships or characters and yeah. the different guns and the different uh, just and the pixel art is just like even though again it's really cool in Super Hydora, but just like really detailed, huge sprites. Yep. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not like some huge steampunk fan or anything, but I, I just it's kind of a different aesthetic, you know. It's not a it is a space shooter, but it's not like a traditional like oh we're just like a ship in space. You're kind of like playing on these weird hovercrafts like. You can only you can see your character like sitting in the middle, but it's almost like a a round kayak or something with like <laughs> yeah. these like seems like some similar spotlights. themes to why we like the psycho shooters when we did, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like and the, there is there actually is a lot of that like enemies on the ground, yeah. and enemies in the air, and yeah, and just more point. character to the game and like the characters you select and stuff. It, there's just more of its own thing going on. And a little more like it's again, it's not like every character is playing a totally different game, yeah. but it does feel like it, it shifts up the the strategy enough to where you're like, OK, I'm doing something a little different here. Yep. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't have too much more to add. I haven't played enough of this one, but I, I guess I'm getting pretty far, but I'm excited to play some more co-op and to play some more uh, on my own. Awesome. We'll unlock the rest of the game for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, DJ started up and I play, I guess he showed me a little bit before we started recording too, but DJ started playing up some Hoppico or Hoppico. playing last night. Wasn't planning on talking about this game. Getting me pumped. <laughs> but the soundtrack that, is amazing. We got that message saying, oh, I'm absolutely talking about it. You saw my it. tweet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, so Hapiko is like this 2D game where like uh, these gaming consoles have been invaded by this virus and you're this <laughs> character who's just supposed to maneuver your way through these levels to destroy the virus. And you're basically uh, this guy who's just launching off different platforms to get you to the endpoint, which is the virus. And it feels a little bit like Dandara, I guess, yeah. in terms yeah. of yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um but like the mechanics are really simple. You either like kind of point the joystick in a direction you want to shoot yourself. You can kind of just flick it in that direction or you can hit the R button and just shoot yourself uh, completely straight and it'll be a pretty quick shot. Um, and these are kind of like time based levels like you don't have to beat game the levels in a certain time, but like you're kind of encouraged like you see this meter like going down it's like you i don't know it's a it makes you feel like you got like the a pluses in like super meat boy when is it like, like a bonus meter or like a grade meter does it affect like your to- like score at all or there's, is it- there's not a score to yeah because oh, wow. it's just about getting to the end but do you there's, lose there's just, like if it reaches zero you don't lose that's the thing hmm. it's so in each of the runs you have to go through five levels in quick succession um and if you want like the overall bonus you have to uh, beat all five of the levels within the allotted time and gotcha. like beating all five of the of the levels like in reality takes within 20 seconds but it's like if you're able to do that in one run right and correct yeah it's like twitchy like it i mean super meat boy isn't even a terrible touchstone like our comparison point yeah uh yeah so like you'll be trying to you know go through these levels if you you know get to the third level and you die you have to start back at the first one so you have to really get into the flow of like okay like gotta shoot myself here i gotta flick quick in this direction like you really gotta nail these down kind of like i almost also got like a similar standby feeling where you're almost kind of like yeah. memorizing kind of like where you need to be at certain times. And even aesthetically too, it's like a really just like clean, it looks nice. It's like simplistic, but really clean. It's a, we were talking, it's like a little busy maybe, but not like distractingly. So yeah, um, yeah. It, just, it was, it really it was cool. weird. Cause like you were saying, Oh, probably not when you're playing this. Cause I hadn't noticed the busyness, but when you pointed out, it's like, Oh yeah. There's just like all kinds of like, particle effects or like just things Stuck like oh you're blowing up in the background or flying around but yeah if you're if you're playing and just focusing on the character that stuff's just kind of whizzing right past you without even paying it any mind yeah right but oh man it feels so sweet when you nail down like a string of five levels like all get getting all the the time checkpoints and all of them like uh, it it feels amazing especially yeah. with like the uh the soundtrack (laughs) yeah it's like definitely bumping and encouraging you to keep playing along it's the kind of music i like that gets me pumped so it's a very good chiptune soundtrack oh yeah i was kind of saying like when we were talking about it earlier like it's like a right in between like boss battle music and then just like regular like mega man like nes era mega man stuff so it's like got that really like melodic catchiness but like a little more intensity than just i I like both those things exactly like the boss battle music music so i like the normal level music yeah it's nice perfect. yeah so yeah i'm i'm like a couple worlds in like each each uh world is like 10 levels and each of those consists of like five of these mini sections that you have to do um so like 50 sections per world i guess um 
but yeah, I'm like halfway through the game and I'm just I am pumped. So and it's tough. I, the rest. Yeah. Yeah. I played a little bit and I did. I did appreciate like, again, you do have to move through pretty quickly. Um, but you're you, like DJ was saying, you want. well, but there are sometimes like there's an enemy that would be like trailing you and you kind of have to outrun that. But like, yeah, like you. So like DJ was saying, like you kind of flick the joystick, but you can also like hold it down and it will show like kind of like in Dandara, it'll show like where you're going to land. And uh, you can huh. you can play it a little more cautiously. Um, I was having a little bit of a tough time playing. Uh, I was using the Joy-Cons. And I just think uh, I, I had a hard time playing Celeste as well to, like, hit those diagonal dashes. And, like, I would just be, like, a little off. So I, I think if I was playing with a little bit bigger of a joystick or using the Pro Controller, for example, That's I think I'd have a idea. little bit yeah. I mean, I'm playing uh, easier the, time. Yeah, but. I mean, I'm playing with the Joy-Cons. And I've, I've you know, run it to some difficulty. But... But again, there's such quick little levels that it's like, even if you die, like I, I kept saying, OK, I'm about done. And I still I play, probably played for like another 15 minutes after I was like, I think I'm done because yeah. I saw I was like, oh, you can change it to the left stick instead of the right mm-hmm. stick, which I thought would help me out. But especially holding the Joy-Cons independently, like if I have them clicked on to like the little dog bone thing, I can I feel like I can hit it, but I kind of hold the Joy-Con on an, on an angle a little bit and then yeah. it throws off my like what I think oh, is like yeah. a straight up is like technically i'm doing it on a 15 degree angle or something yeah i guess so. i guess for the majority of when i was playing it it was like hooked onto the switch itself and yeah that so. would feel much better yeah. if in my estimation Fair at enough. least <laughs> um, but it, it's really cool because like the a lot of the diversity in the levels is based on like the the way they change up the platforms like there are different platforms that operate in different ways. Like some will like after a couple seconds, they'll disappear. Um, some will shoot you like they'll flip you completely around. So you'll be like 180 degrees different than where you were. Um, some will like once you shoot to them, they'll like kind of keep the momentum that you shot at them with. So like you'll you'll start drifting away on them and there's the the puzzles are all based around that and yeah like, like sometimes one of the levels i played like they use that like you're on a moving platform that then has to like block some lasers so yeah. you can or like beams that you can't pass through essentially so that i can then make the jump that i needed to make i didn't get past that level but okay <laughs> <laughs> but it's also got like some like room for error i guess and that like you can accidentally do like these shortcuts and stuff which or also, maybe on purpose. I'm sure there's people who are doing like speed runs and stuff. Yeah. But. Well, <laughs> when I tried to do some of them on purpose, I couldn't. Yeah. That <laughs> is, yeah I never had genuine accidents. Yeah. But you'd be like, oh, I accidentally I like missed the platform I was aiming for. But like, oh, I kind of weaved through these the obstacles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it did have a good, like it, it's, it's an addicting game or it, ha- it seems like it, I could see myself getting addicted to that game because oh, yeah. it just has that instantaneous, like you said, 20 seconds to beat a level. Not that you're beating them all on the first try or anything, but it's just like, it's, it's just an immediate, like one more try, one more try. Yeah, I wasn't, yeah, it wasn't nice. like I was Completely sitting like that, yeah, especially was, since you can like, you know, once you get to the end of a section or once you die you can like just quickly press it just like okay just get yeah get me through these little level transitions like you can just plow through this game at a a pace yeah (laughs) for sure i'm getting pumped i'm gonna play more gonna unlock more tracks i'm gonna rock out (laughs) it's worth man it's worth just seconding or doubling down on the music it's really really great yeah um, but I guess we can wrap up this week uh, talking a little uh, a little more Super Mario Maker 2. I know uh, Randall and John have had a little bit of time to, to put in some uh, 
some more time into that new update. Basically, I don't know if they have a name for that update, but basically they it's added 2. like 2.0. Some... It's officially okay. the Mario Maker 2 version 2.0. It's okay. the only cool. major update they've done so far on Mario Maker 2, right? Yeah, as far yeah. as I know, like <laughs> this was the only thing that added any mechanics, or right. any new enemies and stuff. And they, yeah, they added a, a significant amount to it. Like yeah. there, but the the biggest one that like Randall and I played a lot of, uh, at least in some of the cut levels that players were making, were is the uh, Legend of Zelda ability that like they just have these. Uh, you can get the master sword and that lets you play as in the NES levels. Like you can play as or like specifically Mario one, right? Yeah. Like you Super can Mario Brothers. Mario yeah. One aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, why don't, why don't you take a, yeah. So you get on. to play as chunky link once you pick up the master, <laughs> <laughs> which is, it's strange that they, I was listening to another podcast that pointed this out too, but it's a little strange. They didn't go with the adventures of link. Uh, right. Yeah. Sprite, considering that's a side scroller for the most part. Uh, right. Especially since it's also like a power up and that's usually like the tall Mario yeah. when you get it. Yeah. 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 Well, that's true too. I didn't even think about that aspect, but that makes sense too. But I guess they, they say, you know, more folks are familiar with, you know, Chunky Link from the original Legend of Zelda on NES. Mm-hmm. So we'll give him that and make him <laughs> side scroll, even though he never did that in the first game. So, but it's cool. Like you have uh, a bomb ability. Um, which will let you like break blocks and things like that, which, uh, gives a lots of opportunities and levels and some of the levels that some folks like Chris Kohler made, um, are a lot of fun that take advantage of, uh, links arrow shooting ability. And you can kind of point it up diagonally or, or down, uh, to kind of make an arc of your arrow, uh, which makes for a lot of fun, different puzzle things you can do. Uh, you, obviously you've got your standard sword attack, which at first I was like not using cause I was just not used to having that mechanic available to me. Yeah. In a Mario <laughs> game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To go up and just slice at Goomba just seemed really odd. <laughs> or Koopa Troopa, yeah. Or like Koopa Troopa. Attacking like horizontally in a Mario game like just doesn't Strange. isn't a thing. Yeah, unless it's a fireball that's like going out at distance and like what's what's right. going on here? Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool. Like it automatically just added a whole new world of possibilities um with just a few different tweaks there. Uh, I like it a lot. Yeah, the the level John was showing us one or two, a couple levels, I guess that you yeah. played before we started recording. But the the one level, I forget, I already forgot that user's name. But well, they, we took a screenshot. We'll probably post. Yeah, it Yeah, we'll our post it somewhere. Twitter yeah, but it, the levels he had made were really, really cool, really clever. Like they had one level actually that was called Babam is You," and like had kind of a, ta- a take on "Baba is You." Oh, cool! And like some pretty clever puzzle designs. And then there was that Zelda level. Yeah, the Zelda level keys. was like who has two thumbs and is link yes and i think you had yes. played that one and then we had kind of explored some of their other levels because yeah i was going through your profile on like my copy just to like be like oh yeah these are the levels that randall liked and we were going through those and looking at them which is sweet yeah. that you can do that in mario maker 2 i'm not it's yeah, sweet, and it's but like, like it's still frustrating that like there isn't like just a playlist option yes or like it, it is it's maddening how close they are to like being super accessible yep but then like it's it's still like it's great that you can favorite uh like because as soon as like we played those two levels from that creator like i immediately followed him yep. like 
that's cool. Like now I can access his levels, but like still like I, the only reason why I discovered him was because I went to your page and right. like you happened to like his levels. Like if you had just played one of his levels randomly and like forgot to like it, it would just be gone and impossible to find. And how did you get to Randall's page? Well, I went to like, he left a comment on a, a little <laughs> stage that I made using some of the new mechanics. The cool oh, level so that John made. he was you're on your friend list no which is yeah although i don't know if that i can't confirm that but i don't think that like your friends like their profiles are just like easily searchable or there's an option like i think the only reason randy why i could find your page was because you left a comment even like if you hadn't like liked my like if it if I if you were part of a group of people who played my level, it wouldn't have said you individually right. played my level. But right. like it would have been like, oh, five people played your level. But like the fact of the matter that you like specifically left a comment, I was like, oh, cool. That's where my friend's page is. <laughs> yeah. And the only way I even shame. got to your level is because I entered the nine the or 16, twelve digit yeah, code yeah. to get to your yeah. level. And then downloaded your level, played your level, <laughs> then liked it, and then followed you in particular. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit of a shame. Like, they're, they're, it does seem like with this update patch, they're they're really missing that. Like, again, I don't need they're a world adding builder, so but much, I just but need like, a playlist. I just need something to like easily save levels and share them with people, and cu- just some way to curate levels for yourself in a in a less manual fashion. Like, right. you really do have to like. Maybe even just like go on YouTube or like go online and just like look up other levels that people have liked. Like that would probably be your most like successful rate because you are it's a lot of hit and miss when you're playing Mario Maker. You're getting a lot of those like auto runner levels, which can be cool to just see your experience. But like. I, I want to play. I want to like, play Mario. Well, like, like wait, even like levels. the level you made that like winter one one level. Yeah. Like it was just yep. like a solid Mario level. I didn't yep. play it myself, but I watched DJ play it, and it just looked like a fun. It didn't look like anything out of the ordinary. I don't know why you picked the new Super Mario Brothers skin, <laughs> but other than that, because you get the little R move. Yeah, I do like that little mid- that little mid-air. float in midair. That is a nice jump. touch. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. There are some cool mechanics. I just uh, I'm not I a know. big fan of that game. I'm hoping that like because <laughs> it is like such like a the 2.0 like added so many things and it still it still seems like there's an extra space for them to add another theme yep. like later on. I, I hope that they're like leaving the door open to like have another big change yeah. because another thing they added the like ninja speed run mode. Yeah. And that was really fun. I really liked that. What is that? It's like an active ghost mode where like you will, they uh, Nintendo uploads a custom level that has at least the first one that they've done. They haven't done a second one yet. Uh, they upload a level that has kind of multiple paths and it's a race and it's just you like trying to get to the end as fast as you can. And like, as once you beat it, like I, uh, I think even maybe before you beat it, like that will just show all of these like ghosts who are uh, other people attempting it. And they'll like show, like, I think it's like 50% of them are people who have like small, I think you have to beat it first because 50% of the ghosts will be slower than you. And 50% of them will be faster than your target time. Okay. So then you can kind of also see them move through fat, like the ones that are faster than you like, Oh, maybe I should go that way to optimize my run. And so that's how like you kind of get better at speed running this specific course and like i beat the first one in like 40 seconds and i think like i ended it like still only being like 38 seconds or something like i didn't optimize it too much but like 
you know, I saw like people who were really going at it and were getting it like in like sub 20 seconds. Right. I thought you were going to say like, yeah, I tried it again and I only got 38th ranking <laughs> in no, the world, no. yeah, worldwide. Right. No, I was well into like the 10,000s or something. But, but it's cool because like you're at, awesome that that many people seeing, are still playing this game. Right. Oh, yeah. But like it was a cool mode that like I wasn't didn't even know they were going to put in or like they didn't. I mean, they were kind of secretive about the whole update. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that they will put some more like quality of life improvement stuff in that would be nice because that is one thing that it just seems like nintendo just like they're always just like a little bit off the mark with like the online service and the you know it's not terrible but it's just it's just not quite all there you know for better or worse nintendo's in a vacuum when it comes to decision making (laughs) yes Yes, they are indeed um but yeah i think uh i think did you guys have any more to add about uh, mario maker at all or Nope. I'll, I'll keep playing it. I'll keep making levels. I, I will say, I'll keep I playing. Guys will play. yeah. I was just going to say, I'll say I'm, I get more and more enticed. The more like this, this new update definitely was just like, okay. Cause I, I've been, I, I, I don't know. I like some of the new stuff they've added, but I'm also not crazy about like, I, I kind of wish it was just a more straightforward, like Mario maker. Like I don't need all these new cranes and new mechanics. I kind of just want to make regular Mario levels. Yeah. Um, but that said, uh, this whole like Zelda thing that kind of almost plays like a new game. Like, again, this this yeah. person that uh, we were playing the level of earlier, it's like it was a really long level and it ended almost like as like a shmup mm-hmm. at the last yep. level. Like you're you're swimming underwater. Did you play this level as well, Randall? Yeah, I think that was one of Chris Kohler's levels. OK, oh, cool. Oh, nice. Cool. Well, Chris Kohler uh, knows how to make a good Mario slash Mario Zelda hybrid level. He does. Yeah. But uh, who is Chris Kohler? I know that name, but I he's, he's a from uh, writer at Kotaku. He's uh, he's a big oh, game nice. industry dude, and he's got a lot of uh, retro. Yeah. Ties too. OK, sweet. Heck yeah. Well, anyways, I, I think we can wrap it up there then this week and uh, we'll be back again next week. I think we're going to have a little holiday uh, special episode um, where we're going to kind of run down some of our favorites that we've talked about for the year and then maybe have a little New Year's resolution. But uh, I think that'll be next week. I'm pretty sure. But we'll we'll squeeze that in right around the holidays either way. But uh, thanks for tuning in. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, not Facebook, but uh, we're on the Internet (laughs) elsewhere. And uh, yeah, PursuingPixels.com, PursuingPixels at gmail.com if you want to drop us a line. Yeah, send us an email. And uh, yeah, send us us a little message or something. Send us your Mario Maker levels, maybe. Oh, that's absolutely. Check out. We'd love to see some cool Mario Maker levels. So yeah, send them our way. Um, and maybe we'll talk about them on the cast. We but uh, until then, we'll uh, we'll catch you all next week. Uh, take care. See you. Bye. 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 I only played a few games. Ultimately, I played a lot of SteamWorld Quest, and then yeah, got yeah, into you got sucked into that. I'm yeah. pumped for that discussion. Yeah, me too. Um, did okay. you? Uh, I actually don't even know. Do you like SteamWorld Quest? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> we can save it. It's the Steam World best. <laughs> <laughs>